KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna, Laguna Beach. Member supported. KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. This is Craig at Rainbow Radio, and it's a uh, it, what a week can do to where we are. It was it was last week. It was uh, I think it was like seventy two degrees in the morning. It was beach weather, and <laughs> and we're not there this time. It's uh, it's a little chilly today. Actually, it uh, was fifty six coming in. But hey, never fear. Well, the first thing I like to get to, as you know, if you tune in regularly. On Rainbow Radio, KXFM 104.8, is that um, I do the weather because sometimes, I know, for me it happens that nothing's more important than the weather that day. You don't want to listen to the news. You don't want to see what's going on. But then I digress, as they always say. So the weather in in tomorrow, though, tomorrow is supposed to be 84 degrees. Well, let's finish today. Mostly cloudy, high near 65 Winds five to ten uh, miles an hour. So that's it's not ne- not exactly a beach day, but maybe you could get prepared for the beach day per- that looks like we're going to have tomorrow because it's supposed to be eighty four, bright and sunny all day with zero percent uh, chance of pre- precipitation. And uh, so we will see if it makes a liar of me. And then the rest of the week is in the mid to high seventies, so it's going to be a very mild, wonderful week to enjoy here in Laguna Beach. Yes, so first off, news of news is to thank my sponsors again, Compass Realty and um, Chris Tibbett and Mike Johnson. They've been supportive of this program. And speaking, speaking of this program, if you are so inclined, (laughs) it is takeover week at Laguna Beach KXFM. And we do this once a year because uh, it costs money to operate the station, so we we do our best to support the station with uh, all volunteer crew, myself included. Um, well, pretty much all volunteer um, to uh, keep the costs down. 
So if you're so inclined uh, and you'd like to contribute to uh, support Rainbow Radio, if you go to KXFM Radio and click the banner at the top, I should say that's kxfmradio.org. Click the banner at the top and Rainbow Radio, give five or ten dollars. I mean, give give the cost of a Starbucks coffee. That's all I ask. <laughs> anyway, we have a goal of sixty thousand dollars. That'd be a lot of Starbucks coffee. Uh, uh, apparently, we need some transmitter cables to stay live, which mm, kind of important. <laughs> so, if you get a chance, uh, go to kxfmradio.org and click Rainbow Radio because they'll know it's me, <laughs> and that's important. And um, uh, and then leave five ten, you know, as much as you as your heart desires, actually. Uh, to help us out here at the station. That's my ad. I'm not, I will repeat it one more time at near the end of the show, but uh, I won't plague you with more. So if you want to check it out, just go to kxfmradio.org. And now, the weekly program on this day in history on KXFM Radio. Craig here with news of the week starting November 20th. For seven days in a row through November 22nd. That's my new um, intro. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, hey, you have to have some fun here. Oh, whoops. That would be Megan Trainer. That was to be a, a um, oh dedication to Brian up in L.A. But um, and I do dedicate a lot of music to uh, other to people around the world, and I do have a um, a friend who has suggested some music this morning, um, and I appreciate that because I'm not all knowing everything that there is to know. Um, but we'll get to that in just a minute. I'll tell you who that was, and I'll tell you what songs he suggested for this week. But first, let's get back to the news, because I keep saying I digress. <laughs> but uh, on this day in history, let's go November 20th on this day in history. In 1934, ooh, going way back, <laughs> Lillian Hellman's The Children's Hour opens on Broadway to rave reviews and sell out audiences. An account of two school teachers accused of lesbianism by one of the students, the play, is loosely based on the actual case of the 19th century in 19th century Scotland, the Children's Hour. 34, that's pretty progressive, 34. And speeding up to on this day in history, in 1998, the U.S. Senate uh, state Texas, the U.S. state of Texas, yes, that's, uh, I've heard about that place, uh, John Lawrence, and Tyrone Garner are fined $125 each for being uh, having been arrested for having sex in their home now. Now that's sex in their home. Imagine that. They refused to pay the fine, resulting in a challenge to the Texas sodomy law, which would eventually lead to the 2003 nationwide repeal of sodomy laws in Lawrence versus Texas. How about that? Our hats off are to John Lawrence and Tyrone. I love that. Tyrone Garner for having sex in their bedroom or in their home, it says. 
and provoking this whole chain of events. We love you. <laughs> but I digress. In 2003, the United States Congress passes a resolution condemning all violations of internationally recognized human rights norms based on the real or perceived sexual orientation or gender identity of an individual. That's United States Congress. You know, sometimes they pass these resolutions up there and it doesn't really get the job done, but it, it, I guess it creates an awareness. But then later on, then they get the job done, I suppose, because we can, they made marriage uh, acceptable. So in 2008, the Supreme Court of California, right here, our home state, agrees to hear arguments for a possible overturn of Prop 8. Well, you history buffs, if you don't know what Prop 8 was, um, it was uh, it was a referendum on the ballot that got uh, approved by the voters in the state of California to not allow uh, same-sex marriage, which was later, as this was introduced, um, was overturned on being unconstitutional. So, you know, I think we have to thank a lot of our stars for constitutions. <laughs> and I don't mean about being regular, Joe. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my. I'm just entertaining myself so well this morning. <laughs> Moving on to November 21st on this day in history. In 1987, having, ra having, ra having raided and closed down the detour, this is in L.A., the night before, police raid a, and shut down the One Way. Those were interesting bar names, the Detour and One Way, over alleged violations of the city's fire ordinance. I, it was thinly cloaked uh, as a measure to for safety when it was really about there were just too many homosexuals doing too many things in the city and and. Uh, they felt was important to crack down. That's a well-documented documented event, unfortunately. But uh, it's things have changed a lot in L.A. Much, much, much for the better. In 2007, Jennifer Granholm, governor of the U.S. state of Michigan, issued an executive order prohibiting employment discrimination based on gender identity or expression in the public sector. So good on you, Jennifer. You know, I've always said you need to get a job done. Hire a woman. <laughs> I, I mean, that's been my experience, <laughs> it, at least with many volunteer organizations. It's the women that like to get things done. They don't want to mess around. Us. Yeah. And moving on to November 22nd on this day in history, May West. Oh, now, if you don't know, if you think... Uh, Lady Gaga is the only gay icon there ever was. Mae West preceded her. She was uh, the master of innuendo, I might say, you know. Uh, <laughs> is uh, things like, oh, I, maybe I can't say all of them, but was all, her, one of her famous lines was, come on up and see me sometime. Um, and always being, oh, you have to be bad to be good and things like that, but... And she was quite a presence in uh, Los Angeles and Hollywood. And in 1980, at the age of 88, she passed, sadly. So that's a few years ago. I know I know people that have, uh, were, their birth, their, were born in the 90s, so, and would be, yeah. Mm -hmm. In 2011, an independent arbitrate, arbiter 
rules that the Baltimore County, Maryland, must extend spousal benefits to the same-sex spouses of two police officers who are legally married in other states. Shocking. In Baltimore, Kent, Maryland. See, it's just, there is an agenda. I swear. No, there's no agenda. Oh, that was fabricated. Yeah, I think that was fabricated by a um, Anita Bryant. Not Anita Mann. That's that's a drag queen. Anita Bryant. Uh, she was in Florida, and she was the orange juice queen in Florida. And she, um, yeah, she was a very, very, very strongly opposed gay situations. I think she felt it was God's calling. Um, anyway, moving on, as I digress, November 23rd on this day in history, 1973 in New York City, 325 people attend the first conference of the Gay Academic Union. The pioneering lesbian and gay studies group, which was founded the previous March, includes Martin Duberman, John D'Amelio, Jonathan Ned Katz, and Joan Nestle among its members. It's uh, um, there were important people to be involved in that. In 1983, a federal judge concludes that the First National Bank of Louisville, or some people say Louisville, but I say Louisville, did not practice wrongful discrimination. This is not a good thing, this one. Uh, or violate constitutional guarantees of freedom of religion. When it ordered one of its employees, Samuel Dore, to either give up his position with a gay Catholic group, dignity, or resign from the bank. So apparently he resigned and brought a lawsuit and he failed. But that's uh, 1983. I'm taking all of my money out of the First National Bank of Louisville. That's all there is to it. And boy, will they shudder. In 1992 in Austra Australia, that's where Dame Edna is from. That's another icon of the gay. That's a guy. Yeah, a gay guy. Well, no, a straight guy that pretended to be a well, Dame Edna was a comedian extraordinaire. And, um, well, just Google Dame Edna. <laughs> I won't go. So back to Australia, Prime Minister Paul Keeling, or Keating, revokes the country's uh, restrictions on gay men and lesbians in the military. So they were kind of ahead of the don't ask, don't tell here in the United States. And I remember that when that argument was before Congress about allowing gays and don't ask, don't tell, that Australia was brought up as an example of uh, successful integration of these uh, different kind of people into the military and that it was successful, yes. In 1998, the Supreme Court in the U.S. state of Georgia rules at six to one to invalidate the state's sodomy laws. See, this kind of, kind of fell apart, all those sodomy laws. You know, I... I don't know what's going on. I always heard you can't legislate morale, morality, excuse me, morale. Hmm? No, you can't legislate. It's like legislating morale would be the beatings will continue until the attitude improves. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but I digress. November 24th, moving right along. We're going to go way back to 1955 in the wake of the murder of a Sioux City, Iowa boy earlier in the year, 29 men suspected of homosexuality, have been committed to mental asylums as a preventative measure authorized by the state's sexual psychopath laws. Isn't that lovely in Iowa? Sioux City, Iowa. You know, it's 
there's a bit of irony in there. Sioux City is an Indian name, and Indians welcomed LGBTQ people. It's a key part of their community. And here's a city following that name and that heritage that uh, puts 29, 29 men suspected of homosexuality into mental asylums. Mm, mm, mm. In 1967, Craig Rodwell opens the first bookstore devoted to gay and lesbian authors in the United States, the Oscar Wilde Memorial Bookshop. Hmm. And if you don't know who Oscar Wilde is, you need to look it up because he was quite a playwright and author. And I think the story goes when he was dying on his deathbed, he looked up at the wallpaper and said, you know, one of us has to go. It's not going to work. You know, the wallpaper was that bad, I guess. So he left and left the wallpaper behind. Anyway, that's the, that's the crazy story. Uh, he was always... Um, he was always an optimist, I guess. Uh, in 1974, the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, Force protests an episode of NBC's Police Woman aired on November 8th that featured lesbian murderers in a home for aged women. The network agrees not to return or rerun the episode, but MCA TV producer David Gerber keeps it in a syndication release so you could still see it. 1974. They were a little apprehensive about having lesbians on TV. So that's ages ago, but just to show how far we've come. In 2008, a lower court in the U.S. state of Florida, you know, Florida never ceases to amaze me, <laughs> declares that a state's ban on adoption by gay couples is unconstitutional. Well, there you go, Florida. There is a good mark. That is a good mark. I am so pleased. I hear so many, I don't know about you, but I hear so many odd, oh, a lot of angst and unkindness, it seems like lately. Well, that's everywhere, but it seems like Florida may have a corner on that market. In uh, November 25, on this day in history, in 1985, an AIDS candlelight vigil in San Francisco, activist Cleve Jones conceives the Names Project. And again, if you don't haven't heard of the Names Project, it's called, also called The Quilt. And where there were so many people dying left and right, that the community, particularly the LGBT community, wanted to memorialize this tragic uh, time in our history with so many sad deaths, that they didn't know, what can you do? What really can you do to represent what's going on? And so they called the Names Project, which was uh, people got together and they made panels and they would embroider or stitch or paint or adorn these panels with the person's name and maybe a comment or something about that person and it became the quilt, which was huge, huge. It found it wound up in Washington, DC on the Washington Plaza. And even the Clintons visited it uh, to pay tribute to the, the passing of so many uh, people in that era. And I, I have to say, I remember that. I'm that old? Yes, I am. In 1997, homosexuality is decriminalized in Ecuador. Wow. Following a landmark decision handed down by the Constitutional Tribunal. Good on Ecuador. <laughs> 97. That's a few years ago. Moving right along to, uh, which would be next Friday. On this day in history, November 26th. Yep. Uh, in 1978, ABC airs A Question of Love. 
a TV movie about lesbian lovers in a custody battle over their children, complete with parental discretion advised warnings. I mean, after all, who would see something so so revealing as parental custody over children? Oh, well, that's 78, so that's old history. In 2003, the United States Senate uh, <clears throat> federal marriage amendment is introduced by Wayne Allard, Allard of Colorado, Sam Brownback of Canvas, Kansas. Hmm, I'm tripping over my tongue here. Jim uh, Bunning of Kentucky, James Inhofe of Oklahoma, and Jeff Sessions of Alabama. Excuse me while I cough in your ear. Uh, in the United Kingdom in 2003, the Queen's Speech, which gives the government's programs of legislation for the year ahead, includes a bill to allow civil partnerships for same-sex couples. So that was a step, you know. If you're, if you're examining history, we got a lot of civil partnerships. Until, as a friend of mine, Dennis, hopefully he's listening, Dennis, he's an attorney, uh, said, you know, Craig, um, those partner, those, um, what do you call them, domestic partnerships, you, you only miss out on about three or 4,000 other laws that they can account for that marriage provides. So with that, I decided, you know, we don't need a faux relationship, <laughs> a faux marriage. It would be nice to have have a real marriage, right? <laughs> so we're gonna um, we're gonna take it away with another song here and get back on the other side of it. Uh, this is Craig at KXFM Radio, Laguna Beach's only FM radio. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, if you weren't uh, paying attention, <laughs> that's a new, this it's, it's um, she's a United States artist. That last song that we played is by an artist. Uh, I hope I get this right. Callie. And it says to pronounce it. Oh, cheese. Oh, cheese. O-O-O-C-H-E-E-S. It's spelled U-C-H-I-S. And I, and I bring her up because a friend of mine, it's fastly becoming a dear friend, <laughs> um, Alex, suggested that I give her a listen. Apparently, she um, fairly recently was, um, she, she's very, she sings um, several songs in Spanish, although she's born in the U.S. and in 1994 and known professionally. Uh, as an American singer and songwriter, she, uh, everyone says, oh, no, uh, a totally uh, Spanish song, worded song would never work, right? And um, so, like Little Nass and a few other people in the industry that say, who knows? <laughs> uh, she has had 70 million hits on YouTube, 70 million hits on YouTube, Um on that song I just played, but there's, there's many, many more. So I, I, I'm trying to bring in uh, music that I think is uh, with the help of uh, friends. And thanks again, Alex, uh, you're a sweetheart and I appreciate your suggestions. And he has had a couple other suggestions and I'll work at them. I'll work on them for the next, uh, next radio show. But um, anyway, this, this one, the featured artist of this week is Kali K A L I. Uchis. And uh, if you get a chance, go to YouTube and uh, put it in there. K-A-L-I-U-C-H-I-S. Pronounced Oshis. Oshis? O-O. That would be Oshis. Anyway, I don't know. I'll probably get all sorts of comments. Craig, you got to get your get your mouth on there right. It's got it. Um, it's terrible. She was born in July in 1994 in Alexandria, Virginia. Her father moved to Columbia uh, moved from Columbia to the United States where he met Carly's mother during the early 1990s. So uh, she has an interesting story. She's a very attractive young lady. And um, yeah, so check it out. I don't know her proclivity as far as sexual interests, but uh, nonetheless, she's <laughs> very remarkable. And we don't discriminate here on KXFM. We're we include everyone as much as possible. So, so again, thank you, uh, Alex. We appreciate it. And we'll be back next week with some more suggestions, I'm sure. Um, so uh, that's the news uh, that is um, this day in history. So we're going to go on with a couple more articles here on regular news. Um. And I guess this might hit home with some friends, but LGBTQ youth violently attacked in Jerusalem. Uh, on the way to a trans conference. This is sad. Uh, a group of LGBTQ youth were violently attacked near the central bus station in Jerusalem on Friday. <laughs> They were on their way to a conference on transgender issues being held in Tel Aviv. In a post, uh, in a post on Facebook, Facebook, uh, Tisan, Tisan, 
Isaiah, Eliash, Eliash, I'm saying that, T-S-I-O-N, Eliash. I, I, had, I practiced it, but obviously it lost me. <laughs> Stated that they were walking with their friends towards the bus stations in front of the International Convention Center in Jerusalem on Friday to wait for a shuttle to the convention center in Tel Aviv when a group of teenagers began shouting at them, this ain't isn't Tel Aviv, and go to Gaza, you lesbian there. Uh, they tried to ignore the group. One of the teenagers bumped them into violently from behind, causing them to spill the coffee they were holding on themselves. Um, with uh, writing that the teenagers began laughing and seemed pleased with themselves. I told them, what the hell? We started walking faster, and uh, and they rushed us. They rushed after us. One of them cupped Naomi in the groin. Another one began to moan uh, and hold his genitals. Naomi shouted at them not to touch him. They were uh, they threw small stones at us and started pushing and touching us randomly. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, they arrived at the bus station with their friends and hoped that the teenagers would leave them alone if they grouped together, but the teenagers continued to attack them. They crowded around the five of us, cursing, shouting, insults, pushing. This is so, where do they learn this stuff? Uh, threatened to call the police, but the teenagers just responded by mocking them and making sexual statements. After one of the member of the group told the youth that the teenagers to go away, the teenagers pushed him to the floor. So that's not nice. You know, it talks about, <clears throat> I don't think those teenage kids, uh, if they weren't, someone didn't influence them, would just be hateful like that. I, I think it's a learned attribute, hate, distrust, hate. Uh, and so you got to wonder where, what the source was. <laughs> um, this is a, this is a, a good story. Uh, a Manipur youth fought drug addiction built india's first transgender and built india's first transgender football team so it's a personal story about this uh person and uh, how far they've came they came in their life uh in in their cause and i i recommend it's a long article so i'm not going to read it all out here but um I'll read just a little bit of it to whet your appetite. And, and, and if you go to a, a website called alturi.com, A-L-T-U-R-I, there's the full article there. And it, 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 it talks about his, his challenges and how he just didn't give up and uh, came from in a bad situation to becoming overcoming drug and alcohol addiction and built India's first transgender football team. And let me see if I can, if his name pops out at, at here. Um, yeah, that's kind of important. I should have underlined it. Huh. Well, there's a lot of information there. Sorry. Maybe I'll come back to that. <laughs> Jesus. All right, moving right along. The gay priest and partner make church in Wales. Wales, this goes out to Lynn. <laughs> well, she's Welsh, you know. Oh, that's not a Welsh accent. I don't know what Welsh accent sounds like. Well, I do, because I, 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 I digress. Uh, made history with rejoiceful same-sex blessings. How about that? 
Father Lee Taylor, 44, and his partner, I just love this name, Fabino <laughs> De Silva Duarte, 45, good, good match, received a blessing from the church in Wales on Sunday, November 13th. Father Lee said the service at St. Colin's Church in uh, Langolan, where his priest in charge was a great where he is priest in charge, a great day of celebration. He told Pink News it was very important and exciting to have reached this stop, a step in our journey together. We both felt that it was not only a day of rejoicing for us, but many other same-sex couples with faith, faith of faith across Wales. So we've got some good news about Wales lately, you know. So I don't know why these little pockets... Pockets of, why don't I say pockets? The uh, the most unfriendly cities in the United States, there's they kept the HRC listed five of them, were all of a population of about 60 to 80,000. So it's the larger cities that are more accepting, more diverse, and I guess some of the smaller communities. But I found that interesting that, anyway... Back to Guyana, Ghana. Ghana is the country which is in this big continent continent called Africa that if you took all the other continents, you could put them inside Africa because it's that big, okay? Even South America would fit in there and the United States and Canada and the rest of the world. So it's it's huge. So it's Ghana is a population about 8 million. It's on the west side of Africa, about halfway down. Um, it's a coastal uh, country. Uh, Executive Director of Ghana Center for Democratic Development, the CDD Ghana, Professor Henry Prempa, P-R-E-M-P-E-H, Prempa, has expressed his utter disgust at the treatment being meted out to members of the LGBT community. According to him, there is no bigger sexual offenses that ought to be there are bigger central offenses that ought to be dealt with rather than targeting homosexuals. He believes that it will be hypocrisy on the part of the country to make activities of the LGBTQ community the focal point in addressing sexual problems in the country. If you want to protect children, there are in certain times on radio and TV that you cannot broadcast certain shows to children. The idea is there that we don't want materials with sexual content to be expressed to children. It doesn't matter whether it's heterosexual or homosexual. So, uh, it sh- well, he's saying it shouldn't matter. Um, if they show it heterosexual, then what's the problem with it being, you know, the other? <laughs> All right, I think it's time for some music. Uh, while I wet my, wet my tongue with some uh, this fabulous distilled water here. So... We'll be back in just a...
Oh, yes. That is Acre Bilk. <laughs> An odd name, Acre Bilk, uh, Stranger on the Shore. Uh, I recall. I dedicate that song to my friend Marcus, uh, and because I'd known him for probably 10, 15, I don't know, forever, since dirt. And he never revealed to me that he knew how to play the clarinet. And I said, oh, I'm at his house, and, he's, and, I, and he said that he had kind of mastered one song, and, I, and that was the song, and he played it for me. And I thought it was so sweet, Stranger on the Shore. And I have to say about that particular song, maybe about more about the clarinet, Unlike piano, piano is, uh, the notes are a little more abrupt. You can't be quite as sensual. And with a clarinet, you can put your heart and soul in it because you have your breath and you can control it. So I think so more, so much better than just a piano. I don't dismiss piano can be very sensitive, but to me, the clarinet just can really get a heartfelt message out there. Very full and mean. So that song is... Uh, goes out to you, Marcus, and thank you for sharing your talent with me. Also, it also goes out to Alex, who I said, I know plays the clarinet. I said, you have to play that for me. And he said he would. He didn't promise, but he did say he would play it. So we'll see. And I'll bring you an update on that at some point. But that's my story with um, Bill Aker, or no, Aker Bilk. <laughs> that's my dyslexia kicking in. Does that every once in a while. Uh, uh, Stranger on the Shore. It was actually featured in a a movie called um, Oh, I know it, it eludes, eludes me, but it was a, the theme song for a, with uh, I'll come back. Why am I? I'm I think I'm a short about a pint short on coffee this morning. Um, anyway, I digress. It wasn't. It's a great song. Uh, especially if you live in Hawaii. Uh, Cuban, <laughs> that's another story. So two more news item, items here. Cuban activists prevented from leaving his home uh, because he was going to attend some planned protests and, they, and the government knew about it. So how about this? The government follows you so close. Cuban authorities have prevented LGBTQ activists from leaving his home ahead of anti-government protests that are scheduled to take place across the country on Monday. Alazah. Afro-Cubana, a group, I suppose there's a, a message behind that, a group that advocates LGBTQ Cubans and of Af African descent in a tweet said authorities have not allowed its director, Raul Lopez, to leave his home in Havana's Plaza neighborhood to go to work as a teacher. They uh, Today they have prohibited me from leaving my home, he said. Um the communist island on Monday reopened to tourists after a 20-month lockdown because of the pandemic. Authorities in recent days have targeted human rights activists, journalists, and other, others who politically criticize the government. I might add that's in stark contrast to the U.S. We can criticize the government, and we do a lot. A lot, and I mean a lot. <laughs> India is set to appoint, this is good news, to appoint its first openly gay judge. India's come a long way, baby. You know, I, I just since I started this radio program four years ago, they've uh, decriminalized gay sex, gay being and being gay. And uh, now India is going to have, India is set to appoint its first openly gay judge. The Supreme Court 
uh, recommended that senior advocate um, Sarah Ker Kerpal be elevated to the role of judge in Delhi's Del high court, which would make history in the country if approved. However, Kerpal has been passed over uh, for the elevation approximately three times since 2017. So it's about time, okay, according to the Business Insider in India. Uh, the fact that my partner of 20 years is a person uh, of foreign origin is a security risk in such a spacious reason that it leaves one to believe that it's not the whole truth. Kerpal told the Indian Express in April, that is why I believe my sexuality is the reason why my candidate candidature, that's a new word for me, candidature, has not been considered for the elevation to judge. So she puts it off to that they're making, giving false reasons uh, to put her in there and the real reason, which happens, particularly employment, um, you're not doing your job well, so we got to get rid of you. But it has nothing to do with that you attended the gay pride event last week and we saw you on TV. Nothing to do with that, no. Uh, <laughs> but I... <laughs> But I digress. <laughs> so this is Kay, Craig on KXFM. Um, the, the, we've been serving the community for nine years now. We're going to have our 10-year anniversary soon. And if you would like to help support us, we need some cables, transmitter cables. And, you know, if we can't transmit, <clears throat> we can't recruit. I mean, no. <laughs> that, was the, that was a pun. So if you want to support particularly rainbow radio go to kxfmradio.org click the banner at the top and find rainbow radio in the drop down and donate if you donate five dollars cost of a cup of coffee that's fabulous if you want to donate more that's more fabulous so be as fabulous as you can and help craig and rainbow radio stay relevant and current as we do our best to support the community here at kx kxfm now let's move on to another song and uh see what news i can uh stir up uh for the later in the show here we go
I probably overplay that song, but it's such a positive song. It's got, you got the music in you, you, and you get what you give. And in this day and age, it's good to give and, and be kind. Uh, so the name that eluded me is Saddam Hanjabam. How about that? Or Hanjabam. I don't know how the, a, the J is pronounced, but Saddam Hanjabam. He is the youth in India in Manpur, uh, that fought off drug addiction and and did the first transgender football team. So, uh, and he's a very handsome man. Um, so if you want to look that up, it, it's, uh, it's, they should do a movie about him. <laughs> he's that good. <laughs> and we need goodness in this world. Oh, Lord, do we need goodness. So let's move along to Switzerland in the Europe. Um, Swiss is to allow same-sex weddings starting in July of 2022, so let's see, June is Pride Month, so too bad they couldn't do it in June. Oh, well. <laughs> in Zurich, same-sex couples can wed in Switzerland from July 1 next year, the government said on Wednesday, enacting the results of a groundbreaking referendum on the issue in September. Voters approved the marriage for all. I like that, marriage for all. Initiative by nearly two-thirds majority making Switzerland one of the last countries in Western Europe to legalize gay marriage. In a two-stage process, same-sex couples will have uh, marry, who have married abroad will have their status recognized from the start of January. Previously, the couples had been seen as uh, registered partnerships in Switzerland. The new law will enter force six months later, which means couples will be allowed to marry or convert their registered partnership from July 2, starting July 2, 2022. Preparations for the marriage can be submitted before this date, and the government added no more and no more registered partnerships will be allowed after this date. So you have to get married or, or not, but no registered partnerships, which is fine. Uh, uh, campaigners expect several hundred people to take advantage of the law um, change in the first of the year when it comes into effect. So, you know, it's nice to have some good news because, you know, they still want to hang those people in Iran. I don't know what that's. There were two um, two men were uh, were filmed by one of the. I think it was a sister-in-law filmed them having sex, and they <clears throat> they're supposed to be um, put to death. And it's before the court. The judge agreed that they should be put to death. It's just there's not been a time or a. Or the the by the means, so yeah. But I digress. <laughs> so I um, 
Yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I do have the Church of England, and and I have to say, oh, I I want to shout out to Heather. You know, I went out to dinner last night with a group of a gaggle of gays. <laughs> we had a fabulous uh, dinner, and I just want to say our server was so spectacular. Uh, Heather, this goes uh, a shout out to you, and thank you for your kind service. Uh, it. I have to admit it wasn't in Laguna Beach, but I didn't have a choice in that matter. It was in Dana Point. But uh, Heather at, um, I guess I could just say it. it was my own personal experience. Heather at the Chart House was just spectacular. How she could deal with all of us uh, is beyond me. <laughs> so, so thank you very much. I uh, appreciate your heartfelt employment at um chart house at the chart house so back to the church of england and then i gotta wrap it up here uh a gay canon and other lgbtq members of the church of england have staged a demonstration at the meeting of the general synod to show solidarity with queer guyanans we're back to guyanans canon simon butler spoke out in defiance of Guyana's embattled lgbt community during a debate in the Church of England's General uh, Synod, its legislative body, that's what the Synod is, on Tuesday, November 16th, it followed controversial intervention by Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby. Welby had raised his grave concerns after the Anglican Church of Guyana expressed support for a law that would criminalize LGBTQ plus people in the African nation. This has really been going on way too long and it's really a sad... Uh, situation um uh, let's see after um yeah however the archbishop backtracked in a much criticized statement so he said that that they should be supported but then he backtracked and withdrew his support so they protested so i hope they sort it out because i don't think anyone should be persecuted for being themselves and maybe wanting to share their love and on that i am unanimous so <laughs> with that I've got to get out of here. This is Craig on KXFM 104.7, Laguna Beach's only FM radio. Check in next week again. Uh, adios to all my friends, Joe, Lynn, I don't know, Lou, Bernie, all of them. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank you.